Hello, I am Lori Wendra of Your Life Core, and you are listening to Messages from the Universe. Here, I deliver information from the mastery realms related to astrology, planetary influences, energy surges, and generally how we are evolving. I connect with angels, guides, ascended masters, astral beings, and those that come forward with messages to help us on our journey. Welcome, everyone. Hello, this is Lori Wendra, and thank you for listening. Transformation. You'll be hearing me talk a lot. You probably have been hearing me talk a lot about transformation. But I really want to talk about where are we now with our energy? What's transforming? We are energy. Everything about us vibrates. Everything we interact vibrates. It's just the principle of energy and vibration. So everything interacts with our vibration. And when we think of energy in that way, we understand a little bit deeper that energy doesn't stay stationary. It evolves. It moves. We think about us walking down the steps or walking down the street, and that's momentum. That's movement. That's all our cells, all our energy moving all together. But just sitting, our energy is moving. It just is in this constant flow. And as we are here on Earth, our energy here is in the third dimension existence. And as much as we might try to leave the third dimension by tapping into the fifth dimension, the 12th dimension, the 24th dimension, you know, we hear people talking about we're moving to the fifth dimension. There's truth to that, but there's also a lot of false beliefs in that. And the truth is, we are here, here on Earth, which is third dimension. We have access to all dimensions. And so when we talk in terms about moving to the fifth dimension, it's really coming into awareness about how you access the energy, the vibration of the fifth dimension. But the truth is, is we live here on Earth, so we have to be practical. We have to have food in our bodies. We have to have water. We have to have Um, money to pay for that food. We have to have certain things that sustain us here on this earth and in the third dimension. But as energetic beings, we have fields of energy around us. We have our physical body, and then we have this etheric field that's the thin protective layer around our physical body. This, when healthy, is a buffer for our physical body. So if we are feeling achy, pain, we are feeling very emotional or we pick up other people's energy, we call that empathic, that means that that etheric layer has either holes in it, it might be damaged, or it's very thin. When we are stressed, depressed, overwhelmed, this layer, that's the first part of our energetic field that gets damaged, and we just start to feel energetically off. Again, it's like a band-aid. It's like that protective layer over our physical body. Then beyond that, we have our emotional body. This is the layer that processes our emotions and our feelings. And when the etheric layer is damaged, we find it more difficult to discern the feelings and the emotions of others versus ours. Again, that's part of this empathic energy that we feel. It's like we have this confusion. Is it my energy or is it somebody else's? And when that etheric layer is damaged, we also have more difficulty in stabilizing our own emotions because we have confusion. 
We feel on the verge of tears all the time. We might feel angry at the world or ready to blow up. We feel like everything and anything is triggering us to just blow out into the world. Our emotional body is part of our compass that helps us bring decisions and direction. So if this part of us is not healthy, it's very, very easy for us to get off course or to follow a course that's off track. Now, we've been working on this emotional body since around 2017. I'll take that back. We've always been working on it, but the universe has been heating up since 2017 for us to really clear out any of the imprints that we might carry of our current life, past life, any contracts or agreements, any work that has been incomplete from past lifetimes or even our childhood or younger years needs to be completed. Our ancestral wounds need to be healed. And through that, we get a better understanding of our emotions. If our emotions are our compass and we carry old wounds, let's say from a lifetime in the 1600s, that emotional wound from the 1600s does not apply in the 21st century. It doesn't. We need different foundation of our emotions. And that's what healing of the wounds means. Now, thank goodness we don't have to remember every life event from past lifetimes, the events that might have created those hidden emotions in us, those wounds and imprints. But in current day life, the universe does provide us with triggering events, current situations that would trigger old emotions. And that's why it can be confusing sometimes when you're having a reaction to a person or a thing and you have no reference point for it. You're like, I don't know why I'm having this reaction to it. Well, think about our DNA can carry seven generations of DNA. We have the possibility of carrying emotional memories of our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, etc. for seven generations. And science is presently working to test if it actually is 12 generations. So to give you an example, if you are here today, you have two parents, four grandparents, eight great-great-grandparents, 16 second great grandparents, and you go on and on. So if you multiply that 12 previous generations, 12 previous generations would mean that you have a total of 4,094 ancestors walking in your DNA and over 400 years just for you to be here today. So that would be a lot of history, a lot of memory, and we just don't need to experience all of that. So that's where we form collectives to move through some of those greater wounds, such as social injustice, diversity, inequality, sexual orientation, health care, and many, many more. In all those lifetimes, how many battles, how many struggles, how many difficulties, how many love stories or war stories might have occurred? How many inventions, experiments, discoveries, how many jobs, careers, markets, social changes, how many losses and how many wins may your soul have undertaken. It's too much to remember. That's a lot of DNA and a lot of experiences and a lot of energy to process. This is why you only have an ancestral energy to work through and why our souls join collectives because we can move through some of these large things very quickly versus having to do it 
all by yourself. It's also why sometimes only one family member will take on a certain family archetype to resolve. 400 plus years of emotional stuff or physical trauma or mental processing. This is not including your own past life experiences that also bring an entire set of tools and things to work through as well as use in this lifetime. It's just a lot. It's mind boggling. And the emotional layer is our compass and it points us in a direction. When our heart hurts, It's not because it's too open. It's because there's a disconnect in the energy field that we don't understand this energy. So for example, when you suffer a great loss and you literally feel your heart hurt, it is the beginning work of the adjustment of the heart. A loss of a partner not only means the loss of that person, but the loss of dreams and plans and that path you had planned to go forward on. The adjustment must now be made to not have this person be part of your future. But this is in lifetimes of healing of the heart and the adjustment of the compass, the resetting and the establishment of a different way forward. The universe has given us lifetimes of experiences to work on this emotional layer. We don't do it all at once. The emotions of our ancestors are the same, yet with different experiences. Meaning, if you had to work through 400 plus years of emotional stuff, all from 2017 on, it would literally be impossible. The generations forward will also experience all variations of emotions with different experiences. But as humans, we have a core desire to not be in emotional pain. And so in our any lifetime we step into, we agree to take on individual and ancestral and collective emotional pain to heal. And we do this to help our children and our children's children and to have them have a better experience because we don't just think about seven generations back or 12 generations back. We have to think of the seven generations ahead or the 12 generations ahead. We have to think that the lifetimes that are ahead of them are exploring more of the emotions of this time, the emotions of a higher vibration of the spectrum, the emotions that are tapped into also more joy and happiness and peace and calm and excitement, not those emotions on the lower level of the spectrum of hate and anger, frustration, defeat, war and hopelessness. This is why the soul is pushing us to do so much healing work and this window of opportunity has opened up to heal that so that future generations don't take so much along with them. In order for us to have the desire of wanting better, we have to experience the frequency of pain and the desire to not want to experience that pain again. We cannot feel what is happiness love, joy, unless we have experienced something other. And also that we have experienced that joy and happiness. How do you know what you don't know until you experience something to compare or contrast it to? We have to know what we want, not what we think we should want. As we've done all this emotional work, then we begin to utilize the next layer of our energy body and begin to work on healing that, and that is the mental layer. We can't just sit in our emotions. We can't just understand and think and release our emotions, but we have to take action because we know in action, that's what actually heals the past and it prepares us 
for the future. In this mental layer, the mental layer hosts our beliefs, our processes, and the programs that we carry. It has the systems of us. The heart layer and the mental layer are finely intertwined. They cannot work separate from each other. But we need to heal and process at both of these layers. As humans, we have the capability of thinking, processing, and developing plans to carry out the actions in our life. The mental layer is about the actions and the programs that create momentum. This is the layer we'll be working on over the next 12 years. This would include combining our emotional layer with the mental layer to follow our heart compass and align our programs and our beliefs and our systems to the compass of our heart by practicing actions. In the past, we've been driven more by survival, and now we are in a new era of thriving. And we don't want to just survive. We don't want the pain and the angst that our previous generations experienced. Doing the best for humanity, that's what's pointing us forward. We aren't aligned just yet. We know we are misaligned, but we don't quite know what we need to do to get us aligned. And that's what the universe is pushing us into, to come into alignment of using the compass, the heart, but using our minds and the mental processes to do something different. Stop looking at your evolution like you're, you are broken and you need to fix something. This is evolution. Evolution is understanding your experiences and responding either to do it again or to change it. That's the power of the human spirit, the ability to manifest and drive change. Evolution is understanding that sometimes the universe changes and that creates change for us. How we respond to that change is the evolution. Now, the timing of 2022 is super powerful energy that creates the perfect space for this shift to happen or the perfect storm, the perfect after the storm to rock us into actions that will sustain us going forward. Our actions can no longer be selfish, but rather selflessness as we'll be pushed for more humanitarian acts. Think of the last two years as the never-ending storm. And 2022 could say it's the aftermath or the afterstorm. It's the time when we can decide how we want to rebuild. Not rebuild something that didn't work in the first place is one of those decision points. I'm often asked about when will this chaotic, when will the storm end? And people might be speaking out about COVID, the social unrest, crime, energy challenges, or just change in general, any facets of those or all of those. I also hear people ask quite often, when will we get to be back to how things were? Well, never. We won't ever go back to how they were because evolution changes everything. Evolution and energy vibrates forward. To expect to go back to the way something was is a sign that you might still be living in the past. It might give you clues to where things might be stuck if you're wishing to return to something that's simply not meant to be. Now, I'm not saying everything in the past is bad or wrong or shouldn't be taken forward, but it is a chance to rebuild. And so the things that we did do well or you did do well, build them again. This is a time to create and you can create the same 
if you feel confident that it was good, or you can build something different. To move forward and to build is the process. It is the mental thoughts. It is the changing of the beliefs that support a new way of being. I'm being really serious on suggesting that you look at what parts of your life or what parts you're being need to be left behind. What parts of your belief system or your systems need to be left behind? You've just gone through a huge healing process that began in 2017. So look back on where you've been since 2017. That's five years of change. You do not want to take that forward unless it's the good stuff. You've gone through the energy of Pluto energy, the eclipses, the shadow work of so many planets. You do not want to pull that into the future, else you will be once again going through the personal death and rebirth again for the next two years. And now when you hear me talk about the Pluto return, Pluto is going to show us in our greater systems, financial, education, medical system, judicial, the bigger systems, what needs to change. But the internal work that we need to yet do is how are we responding as individuals to those changes that are happening external to us. The universe is demanding that we build the foundation for the future. And that does not normally mean taking a broken process forward. A belief, something that worked in the 1600s or the 1700s doesn't belong with where we are now. Things need to be left behind and new things need to be grown. At a personal level, maybe some things to leave behind is neglecting your self-care, neglecting boundaries or making sure you have boundaries, making sure you have balance in your life. Use some new mental processes and systems to create something different so that you can sustain your life so that you can have those healthy boundaries and balance in your life. Maybe you're spending too much time with technology, social media, phone, texting, using mental processes and systems to create something different that puts you back into real relationships with yourself and with others. And I understand going through the pandemic, we all became Zoom experts. We all became experts in the technology and we needed to do that, but we still need the human touch and the human interaction and something where the relationships are real, not through texts, posts, or likes. We need to have real relationships, real conversations, and real interactions. And quite honestly, I do not believe Zoom or technology is going to go away, but make it meaningful when you do interact. And don't have it be an excuse for you to shy away from the real relationships. Another thing maybe to leave behind is making excuses for others or making excuses for yourself. Be real, be truthful. And that includes changing your beliefs and expectations of what things should be and realize them for what they are. Many times I see clients that are in a detrimental relationship because they see the potential of the relationship, but not the reality of the relationship. In 2022, 2023, 2024, these years ahead are going to force us or push us. It's more than a nudge. It's going to push us to see the truth, the realness in it, not the perceived or what we hope it to be. Next, stop comparing yourself to others. Stop comparing your success to other success or something you think should be done better or you should be doing something better or greater. There is no such thing as a level playing field and nothing is equal. 
I'm going to say that one more time. There is no such thing as a level playing field and nothing is equal. To think that we are all the same diminishes your uniqueness and the divine energy that makes you different than everyone else. There's value in difference. We are all different and that's for a purpose and that's for a reason. Life would be stagnant if we were all the same. You need to stop comparing and embrace the freedom of not being the same, not being equal or not being at the same level. Be the best you. And maybe a goal can be you're a better version of you each day. Honor yourself in all that you do and all that you accomplish. Honor this moment where you are right now and interrupt any old programs that continue to play and continue to tell you that you're not enough. Create the new programs that are helpful and motivate you for your future. Another thing to look out for in 2022 is where might you avoid things that you seem are too hard? Maybe there's a chance to take a risk. Trust yourself that if it doesn't work out how you thought it was going to work out, the universe is telling you it has worked out exactly as it was supposed to be. Honor that. Pick something else and then focus your energy on that. Focus forward, but don't be afraid to take a risk. Some of the best changes and the best shifts or because somebody took a risk. Stop looking for external validation. Nobody knows you better than you. If you're listening to this, you've been working on your intuition and you've honed that inner compass. And now it's time to trust that inner compass and start using it to push your mental action, to change those mental steps in your beliefs, your words, your actions. Next, stop feeling not good enough. Stop holding on to hurt. Certainly acknowledge where you were, those feelings that you experienced, but let them go. Let them be part of the compass of the past that showed you where you were and where you're going forward. Let that not be a road or an emotion that blocks you from moving forward. We are way forwarders. Those that have made it to this point are carrying the light forward. They're not way backers. They're way forwarders. Next, stop lying to yourself or others on what you know to be something different. You don't have to make something sound better than what it is or hide what you're feeling or you're experiencing or You don't have to pretend you're something that you're not. You've been working on your I am self and the universe wants you to shine that. And if you haven't been working on your I am self, the universe is going to show you who you are. Stop waiting. Start living. You are alive now to start living your true authentic self. You came here for a mission. You came here at this time to help humanity. This is the soul having a human experience, and the human experience is having it. So be present. Stop waiting. You came here to live at this time to experience and prepare yourself for the future as well as to help where you are called to help others on this planet. And that was to heal those previous generations, clear the pathway, change the mental processes, the programs, the beliefs, so that you can sustain yourself, as well as future generations forward. And that is exciting. I think as humans, we have this belief that life just remains as fixed. We get to a point in our life that we feel comfortable and we expect it to stay that way, that we're always going to be at the certain level. We're always going to be without fear. We're always going to be happy. Our routines are always going to remain the same, but energy is not fixed. It continues to ebb and flow without our actions. 
We don't have sunshine every single day. There's storms that come through. There's seasons that come through. So why in our humanness do we not expect that there's storms and seasons that we also need to experience? Being uncertain is a result of our actions, yet we believe there's no bounce back from actions taken now or in the past. I'd like you to pause and just for a moment, think of what our parents or our grandparents or our great grandparents faced. They faced fears, uncertainty, but they also created a flow of energy to change themselves and change the processes around them. They did not have an expectation all would be done for them. When they were called to action, they answered the call. They developed products and processes and ideas, structures, things that would help them thrive and things that are helping the future generations thrive. I just read an article in National Geographic about the southern part of Madagascar, the island nation just off the southeast coast of Africa. It's facing its worst drought in 40 years. The lack of rainfall and other environmental factors have taken a toll on the region's vegetation and agriculture production, leaving many in that region facing severe hunger. They're calling this area the first noted as a result of global changes and the severe drought could spur the world's first climate change famine. Now it's up to humanity living now to create a shift for this area as well as the future. So are you answering that call of your soul? Or are you expecting changes to come from somewhere else? Some of you came here to be scientists, environmentalists, teachers, professors, lawyers, educators, those to uphold the law or change the law, healers, helpers, farmers, architects, organizers, builders of structure or emotion. I could go on. You're here for a purpose. Sure, we'll continue to do all the individual I am work, but the energy that we're in is also about establishing the collective energy of what our future and our future generations will look like seven generations back, but what we do now impacts seven generations in the future. And when we are our true self and we embrace our individuality and allow others to engage authentically with others, we strengthen ourselves and we strengthen the new collective. When we embrace people for who they are and where they are and in their uniqueness and authentic selves, we strengthen the whole and we are all better. We really want better for ourselves. We want better for our communities. We want better for the planet. We also want better for everyone that we share earth with. And that means now and in the future. So it's time to just release yourself from the past versions of you release yourself from those past versions of yourself or what you thought them to be. Those patterns and those things that you created at one time or another or your ancestors created in order to survive. Be done with those old programs because this is a time to thrive and it's a time for new. This is Lori Wanter of Your Life Core and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Messages from the Universe. I'm Lori Wanter. For current events or to schedule a private session, please visit www.yourlifecore.com.